well here, co-managers of Ross County. Great to have you on, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. Is it, it, it looks, is it a sunny day? Are you in Inverness? I'm in Inverness, aye. It's a lovely day in Inverness today. Uh, to be fair, it's been, been like that for the last month, so uh, I know we've got enough to complain about, but we can't complain about the weather in Inverness. Yeah. I know. And and uh, where are you, Keds? Is is it Be- not Beulah? Mary, better you are in or Conan? I'm in, in Conan Bridge. Yeah, I'm the other side of the water. Oh, it's a beautiful place there to to be, though, isn't it? Getting a wee bit closer to that metropolis, Abrora. Don't know. <laughs> I know, I know the metropolis, guys. Obviously, I uh, you know I've known you both for for quite a few years now, and you know I know Ross County really well. And, and what I, I would love to chat about is is you know, the, the whole concept of you guys being co-managers, you know, where did that, how did it come about? I think it was, uh, I think it, it certainly wasn't by design um, mm. initially. I think um, obviously there was, a, there was a change happening with regards management. Um, we, were, we were asked to take the team. And I think probably with the relationship that the two of us have, we, we keep speaking about any anything that happens at the football club and how we've been able to negotiate around problems, how we've been able to achieve success. I think so much it's become uh, part of the, the relationship that the two of us have. Um, and I think at the time, we probably we related to having no ego. Um, yes. I think sometimes to be that kind of lone wolf and be the main man and call all the shots, I think sometimes you probably need to have a, an element of ego and you need to be... Uh, the, the the person that's that seemed to be in that form, um, whereas I think the relationship the two years have had and the time we've spent together in different capacities and different roles, yeah. um, we, we we just felt it was a natural thing for us to uh, certainly for the short term in taking the club forward. I think we had something like ten Premier League games to to go, so we, yeah. we felt that we would have a bet the best chance of having a go to it together, yeah. um, which we'd done, and unfortunately we weren't able to keep the the club in the Premier League. Um, but I think that we had such a relationship, myself as under-20s manager and Stephen as academy director. Um, and I think we, we shared a cupboard there, an office for uh, for several years, for me finishing playing and, and Stephen obviously holding a different role at the football club. And I think that that bond really accelerated from there, um, not least from when I was a player and Stephen was a coach where we had a good relationship, but that obviously accelerated it from there. And as I say, it's always felt kind of natural to the two of us. And, and that aspect of neither one of us really want to be seen as uh, overpowering the other uh, ties it in really well. Great. And that's why if we go back just for, for a minute, because you had a great period in the academy there as well because it was it was at that point it was the 20 it was a, still the 20s league was yeah. it as well because yeah. you won that didn't you? you that was quite an achievement we did um i think we, we went down a slightly different pathway in terms of our recruitment and our and our plan funny the two is we're speaking about it yesterday on the phone and, and just thinking about that evolution of our roles and and where the club is just now and maybe how we're looking to take it forward. So we had a, that was one of the things we spoke about yesterday. But it was an amazing achievement, I think, yeah. to to take a group of players for the Highlands and compete against the elite players in the in the country um, at that level at that age group, and obviously win the league was was something special. We we probably felt that it was an idea. Yes, it's player development, and we and we completely get that, but from a football club that had been scorned for so many years at that level and not had a great deal of success and pretty much been bottom of the league and whipping boys, we felt that possibly our best route to trying to develop players was um, was actually to teach them about winning and, and, and trying to achieve something in their career. Now, 
for some of them that may be the, the pinnacle of their career, but there was always a hope that we could try and yeah. show people that we were um, we were competitive and that we could try and force players into our first team. And ultimately, I think we had rightly or wrongly, we had seven players that were uh, that were given first team contracts at the at the end of that campaign. So it was a it was an achievement in that sense. We would like more of them to have played more first team football. Of course, every every coach will tell you that. Um, but I think from us, it was just to try and change a mindset. Uh, not least for Ross County, but maybe for the Highlands. Yeah, well, that's what it sounds brilliant. And Stephen, how do, how have you found, you know, the relationship between the two years developing since you started doing the co-managing? Have you have you know? And I, I get it totally that it's something you couldn't plan, isn't it? Is it something that evolved and it felt right? Have you found your relationship in terms of decision making and and how what the things you do? Have you found? It has evolved over the last couple of seasons to what how it started. Yeah, I think uh, it's the it's the it's the million dollar question that we we keep getting asked again. How how do we make the decisions? How does yeah. the, the dynamics? What is it? It's it's been really really natural in the fact that we Stuart has already touched on it. That we, it was almost a, a needs must at the, at the time we were asked yeah. the job. Um, we felt that we had a strong. Uh, bond together in regarding what we wanted for the football club and, and what we wanted footballing terms in regarding uh, how we would uh, want the game to be played and, and the standards and, and one of the things that uh, Stuart and I start, started with was the, the non-negotiables and we yeah. felt we could get non-negotiables in uh, and our, we knew pretty certain that our non-negotiables were very, very similar and we had just felt that if we could, if we could evolve as a partnership uh, with, with having non-negotiables in our thinking, then then we would give us a fighting chance. And and yeah. the right, the goalposts change all the time. The the, the ball keeps rolling, and uh, and when you're knowing the manager's role, um, you're you're part of this uh, almost the problem. And, and and everybody knows everybody knows what the problem is, but uh, don't quite give you the solution when when you're then put into the top job, so to speak. Means you have spoken about often uh, what was what we felt was going on at the football club, just in our office between mm. each other, you know, scenarios playing out scenarios and, and and thinking about different things. But when you're then driving the bus, um, you then have to be sure that uh, you need to find solutions for the problems. Yeah. And we've just felt that that's what's probably helped the both of us in regarding that. With Stuart's definitely been the sounding board for all my thoughts for yeah. for a number of years, and I think I'm the same for him. So. Uh, that certainly evolved and, and, and moved on in regarding um, the size of the tasks mm. uh, and mm. the, the, the the seriousness of the tasks have probably uh, enlarged because um, mm. when you move across from that development side, mm. it's also cutthroat and it's yeah. also uh, on the edge. Uh, yeah. and, and because we've 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 experienced when we've maybe got a little bit more time to think yeah. and a little bit more time to plan, yeah. uh, we've had to make sure that we did move forward. Was um, when it's when decisions have to be made quickly and they have to be made precisely, um, mm. quite good that we've that we've been able to share that experience and and bounce things off each other to get to the answer that we need uh, quickly. I think that's brilliant, and and because certainly I noticed between the two of you and you, you, Kate spoke about it just a minute ago is how natural I suppose you are with each other and talking, knocking out ideas because then it is that way of. You know the ego's not there because if if any either of you had you know almost the big ego where you needed to be right, isn't it? It would just wouldn't work at all. You know, so you're just so open. 
that's yeah. for Gordon. Certainly, sorry, Stuart. They did, when, from my point of view on that one, when I started coming through the coaching certificates and 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 wanting my career in coaching, at no time did I want to be a first team manager. I wanted to be the academy director. I wanted to be the head of youth. I wanted to develop young players, and uh, and that's where always my thinking lay. And 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 that that, that then uh, my goalposts moved in, in that aspect, and it is that one where. I didn't set out to be the one that was standing, banging a drum and waving a flag and, and being that, that one at the top. And and I find uh, well, Stuart was very much the same as that as well in regarding how I seen him develop as a as a, as a young coach coming from just stop playing. It was never about Stuart Kettlewell. It was always about the the, the group of players or the mm-hmm. common cause. And, and I think that's, what, that's what's helped... Uh, Certainly, our partnership. Uh, we keep, we continually say it might not happen at every other club. It might not happen. Yeah. It, it might not suit other people. But at the time, uh, we felt it was what Ross County needed, and mm. and been proven right because we managed to go and win a league and win a cup and yeah. uh, and compete in the Premier League. So um, it might not be for everybody, but mm. um, the two years the two years felt that um, we, we, by putting the two heads together, so to speak, that we would get the, the, the end goal. Yeah, brilliant. And I think one of the things that, that certainly, I think, fits well, and you've touched on it there, is how you know the partnership works for the club and the culture of the club. And, you know, I... Me being from up here and being from the Highlands, obviously I think it's a, you know, a special place and a great place to live. What do you think makes Ross County you know, the culture of Ross County and the Highlands, what do you think makes it, what's the pluses about that? What attracts players to it, guys? I think, um, I think for us always, the, the selling point, we, we've went about our process that we, we keep speaking about. If we are going to recruit, recruit players to, to the Highlands, we, we always want to look into the whites of their eyes. That's our yeah. catchphrase. Yeah. I, know, I know that's been used many a time, but... Yeah. For us, we, we just feel that dealing with players and agents is one thing over a phone or through a, a third party or whatever. Uh, that's one thing. But we actually like them to travel up the A9. We like them to get a flight to Inverness. And we like yeah. them to stand on the, on the Highland turf, so to speak, yeah. and see if it's going to fit them, basically. Yeah. We like to, and we've had a few occasions where we've seen people up here and it might be a glorious day like it is just now. Yeah. And as you know, Donald, it's... <laughs> Some of the some of the most spectacular scenery um, that you're going to find is the way of life is is phenomenal. You know, yeah. the, the schooling for your children, yeah. the opportunities is is, is fantastic. Uh, all of those things we we sell our academy, we sell our training ground, which yeah. is which is right up there with some of the best in, in yeah. the country. Yeah. So there's a lot of selling points for us. Mm-hmm. There's often been cases when people will come up and the two will look at them, we'll have a conversation, and then we've both agreed that it's not for them, it's not mm-hmm. what they want, it's it's not the way of life that they want. Mm-hmm. And I think for anybody to be successful up here, probably take the two of us um, as, as examples. Mm. That you have to invest in this way of life. Um, yeah. We know we're speaking to somebody that's from this, this yeah. area and yourself, but we, we would now naturally go and sell living in the Highlands and mm. playing at Ross County um, and how well you looked after at the football club mm. where fantastic chairman and a great bunch of people that work at the football club we would sell that to anybody and we firmly believe in it that's why we feel that we are in a, in a good position to try yeah. and offer that up to the right person yeah. uh, and in actual fact we speak often about um, bringing players and bringing people to the highlands that sometimes you may not go for the best 
natural mm. player with ability or, yeah. or whatever, we might actually look for somebody to come down in a category because they'll fit what happens in the Highlands. Yeah. And we might actually get more out of that player than yeah. for talking sake, if you were grading them out a 10 in terms of their ability and what they're going to do in the pitch, we might not get the best number off the player. Mm if they don't fit the, the environment and the yeah. way of living in the Highlands. But I can naturally say, I think Stephen's been up here longer than I have. I'm, I'm into my 11th year, I think it might be now. And yeah. I've got, uh, my kids have been born up here and all of that sort of stuff. And I swear by it. And I think it was the best move that I personally ever made mm. in my career. I don't think I would have played in the, in the Premier League if it wasn't for the fact that I'd moved up here. You take away so many distractions and you have one yeah. focus in your life. And, and more often than not, that's to live your life correctly and focus on football and I think that the Highlands really gives you that yeah what about you Stephen how have you found you've been up in the Highlands now a, a good few years how, how have you found the life in the Highlands compared to down Edinburgh way hey, I first come up 1996 I think uh, mm. Neil Cooper was the manager at Ross County and, and, and I obviously fell in love with the place then mm. uh, like everything in football it, it evolves and, and moves on and uh, I had seven years as a player, and then and then was moved out, and and, and new guys in to, to start another another cycle, so to yeah. speak. I was uh, grateful to be brought back. Uh, been back up the road ten years, so I think that's eighteen years in total that I've been in the Highlands. So um, it's it's one where my, I'm the same as Stuart. My my, my wife's up. My, my kids are up here. Um, th- th- this is their home. This is what they know. This is all they've known. So. Um, we feel, I, I certainly feel um, privileged to, to be part of the, the Highland scene, so to speak. I think it's, um, I think it's good for football. I think mm. it's good for players, young players, or certainly players that have still got aspirations in their career to go elsewhere. I think it's a real good place to to take that next step. And that's no me shooing away good players to other clubs. But if you look at the even the recent history of Ross County and regarding players that have came up uh, and done well at Ross County and focused fully on their football, less distractions, fresh air, uh, different types of activities to do at the weekends. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, some fantastic walks and you've got some fantastic beaches and you've got fantastic golf courses all on your doorstep. So if you're talking about um, buying into a culture like Stuart spoke about, and that was the bits of the non-negotiables that we try to implement right from the start, then I think it gives you a real good um, springboard to go where you want to go. Now, it might mean that you end up like Stuart and I that come up and, mm. and don't move on to, to, to other clubs and, and you make your, your career here and you make your life here, and it's equally as good. But if you look at the short history, recent history, uh, um, Jackson Irvin and Jamie Lindsay and... Uh, Jason Naismith and, and guys like Liam Boyce have all yeah. all came and used Ross County and used this area to further their career, uh, and that's an attraction that Stuart and I like. We and that's what we try to um, highlight to, to players that we're trying to bring up here. That uh, I think this area uh, and being a good professional go hand in hand, uh, and 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 gives you that opportunity to to maybe springboard to to other things, uh, but. There's always a flip side, and if you didn't buy into the culture and yeah. it's not for you, you can quickly no see the woods for the trees and, and all the stuff I've, all the positive stuff I've spoken about there, uh, isn't so appealing. Uh, and then the, the traveling up and down the A9 uh, too much uh, becomes the focus. Yeah. And when you're doing that, I believe, and Stuart's the same, that 
you've got a shelf life for that, and it's not a very long shelf life, it's a short shelf life because that will soon grind you down. Uh, I'm 100% with Stuart in regarding that if you're moving to this area, then you have to be all in. Yeah. Uh, and if you are all in, you'll reap the, you'll reap the rewards, whether it be staying here or whether it be moving on elsewhere, but you'll certainly benefit from your time in the islands. And how important, guys, are relationships within the club? Because it's such a tight-knit club between, between everyone, between yourselves, the players, the chairman, and the community. Is, is that quite special relationship and close relationships there? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think obviously, Donald, we've been, we've been working with you for a, mm. for a period of time as well. And I think that you get to see that sometimes yeah. on a daily basis, some of the relationships in and around the football club mm. and, and through speaking to the players mm. as you have done. So that, that's one element of it. I think mm. another element is, again, the number of roles that we've, we've both yeah. held at the football club, be it yeah. player, coach, academy director, uh, interim manager, manager, yeah. co-manager, whatever it is. Um, you, you, you meet so many different people and you come across so many people in different aspects. And yeah. Stephen will tell you that, whether it's going to Tesco's for your shopping, everybody's invested in the football and everybody wants yeah. to get a wee bit with the, with the football. I was getting a bit of, yeah, I was out a walk with a dog this morning and I was getting a bit of stick for two guys working in the road who, yeah. who, who, who knew us and, and, and were saying that I should be running. And I, I said, <laughs> these days are long gone. But simple things like that, that um, everybody, it's a football team up here, similar to the way it is with, um, with Rangers and Celtic, yeah. for, for example, that then it's the same up here. People yeah. are desperate to get back to their football in this challenging yeah. time. Um, but I think that so much of what we have and, and probably punching well above our weight, yeah. so much of that's come down to some of these kind of special relationships. I think we look at um, our kit man for match days, um, old Roddy, uh, 80 years old, 80 plus years old, yeah. who travels from Gaelock. He's an hour to get here on a match day. He travels three, four hours to get to games. He's, he's the best example we can come up with. You know, still seeing it. Yeah. Bugging hampers about the respect that the players have for the man's incredible, which myself and Stephen have um, somebody we've known for a long time. It doesn't take a penny off the football club, does it, for the love of the football club? Um, And then he'll he'll get back. It could be 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning, and drive another hour and a bit back to Gaelock. You don't get that many football clubs and things like that are, for me, I think that we can go to players and say, look, this is what it's all about. I think that that's pretty inspirational when you look at characters like that that have been following the club for so long, has done well in his own working life, doesn't rely on any financial gain. He he literally wants to be involved in the culture of the football club. Um, And I think uh, Gaffer will agree with me here that I think sometimes he's a brilliant sounding board and selling point for us. And day one, when players arrive at the football club and they go to their first game, and, and old Roddy turns up uh, having travelled for Gaelock, he looks a wee bit like Captain Birdseye with the white beard, <laughs> white hair, and all of that sort of stuff. But just what a fantastic character! Brilliant. Yeah, we, we, we think that, but probably we've got, we've got several other stories, whether it be the yeah. girls working the kit and, and, and whatnot, you know, uh, yeah. Susan that's been here for many a year, David, yeah. there's so yeah. many brilliant stories of these uh, amazing people and amazing relationships yeah. that you find at, at football clubs that yeah. will never say that that's one of some of the silverware and having, his, having getting his 19,500 people at Hamden several years ago yeah. from a town with 5,500 but we genuinely believe that those are some of the, the aspects that, that have yeah. been part of the success and a huge part of the success. Yeah. Definitely. And I know you know how passionate the club and the chairman is for that connection to the community. And I think that's one of those things where you, you, are, you both articulated great, where 
you you know you feel it don't you you can't articulate it totally it's not logical but it's it's something for the community and and quite a wide community i think and that's that's the thing from east to west come to the games and travel guys so I would say just to finish, guys, I would probably like to, to thank you for, for being great ambassadors, both for Ross County, but also for the Highland area as well. I think you articulated magnificently, you know, the, the, the benefits and the challenges as well of, of coming up here. And I would be biased and say the benefits, of course, vastly outweigh the, the, the downsides of it, guys. But just to finish with, I think... Would there be any questions, guys? I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I both know I know you both through the coaching as well as as the managers, and and you've both come through going from player to coach. Now, is there any kind of things that you have learned to make that transition easier from playing to coaching, or does it necessarily have to be almost a shock to the system? What's your thoughts on that? I think um, I think everybody that does it will tell you that um, you are learning on the job. Mm. Uh, but I don't think anything can can prepare you for for everything. So certainly things that are going to be thrown at you and you're going to come up on a daily basis that mm. one uh, you would have dealt with differently if you were a player. Mm. Uh, two that 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 are unexpected. You, you, you don't know that they're coming from day to day. So there is for me. There's there's definitely. There's definitely things there that that you that you're learning on the job on. Uh, obviously, the longer you do the job, uh, the, the the more comfortable and the more familiar you are in your surroundings. Certainly, yeah. I believe that. Certainly, speaking for myself and Rose, you'll be the same. That we we are certainly we are certainly more knowledgeable in regarding what's expected and what's needed uh, now than we were two and a two and a bit years ago. Whenever we we got the job uh, on, a, on a permanent basis, so. Um, the thing for me is is, is the people it's dealing with people, uh, and both Stuart and I, when we played, were were people that that like to deal with people. Uh, both of us were probably social conveners in our time in regarding getting the boys together. So more than others, <laughs> yeah. But again, I think it's I think it's still that bit where um, you know we both went down the coaching pathways, and it's so important that. We talk about our blue skies and we talk about how we, the beautiful game and how we would like to play. Uh, I'm going to be honest that uh, that you're always searching for that blue sky, yeah. uh, but ultimately you're dealing with with different things on, on different days that um, you have to spin a lot of plates yeah. uh, and you have to bite your tongue when sometimes you want to react in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's just football as, yeah. as young coaches or young managers in regarding that uh, to motivate people, they need to want to be motivated, uh, and you need to make sure that you've got a group of players that want to be motivated and they want to be coached and they and they want to, the same things that you want, and, and that will always be the challenge for me and mm. the show that we've done it. Uh, that's that's certainly where, where I am on the whole thing. That uh, it's all about the people. Brilliant. I've mine's probably just uh, I'm I'm going to embarrass them, but again, this is things that we speak about all the time. Mm. Stephen had more of a, a lot more coaching experience than I did walking in in day one, having had a, an injury, an operation, and mm. always having aspirations to be a coach, to be a manager, but kind of getting thrown in at deep end and saying, there's a group of players, go and take them today. Mm. Um, and, and the best advice that I was ever given was, was from Stephen, and he gave me two things, and it's little things that we still use just now. And the first one is falling on your own sword. So that mm. aspect of going to somebody else and 
what do you think I should do here and, and, and how should I approach it? And, and Stephen was great with me, almost just pushing me over the edge of the cliff and just saying, here's a group of players. What have you got in your mind? Go and take them and, and go and go and try and make it happen and make sure it's your beliefs. Make sure it's coming from kind of your heart. It's, it's what you believe in. And, and the bit that follows onto that, which I still run with and, and we have running jokes about it, is Stephen's had a phrase for years about whether your, your drills or whether your session or whether your plan for the game goes into room 101 or not. And, and we both we both firmly believe that, that yeah. some, some of the best sessions that we've actually had in terms of learning have been the Room 101 session yeah. where you pick up a pole or a marker or something's happened in the game and you, run, you turn around and you say, that goes into Room 101, we'll never see that again. And that's that what you run a joke to the players, you guys, you'll never see that one again. I think in Scotland we probably have, again, it goes back to this ego and this sort of fear yeah. and this perception of wanting to try and get after one another. He doesn't know what he's talking about uh, and he, he's not got a clue and all the rest of it. How's he got that job? How's he involved here? And that's genuinely, for me, that's something that I'm really passionate about, as I know Stephen as I'm speaking on his behalf here, yeah. that you've got to just get up there and do it because yeah. we see so many people that are absolute masters are talking about how they're yeah. going to be a good coach or a manager. But realistically, if you're going to make a difference, you need to get out on the pitch and you need to be able to deal with people, as Stephen said, and you need to deal with tough situations. We've found yeah. ourselves in a couple of sticky spots over the last couple of years, yeah. and we're looking at one another and we're saying, right, this is the way out. And you know yeah. what, Steve, we fail, we fail doing it our yeah. way. And I think that that's, hopefully that's that's a characteristic of the two of us, but I can honestly say that I, that's something that I've picked up for Stephen and I've ran with, and I've, I've put my own spin on it as well, because we're different characters as much as we work so closely. Yeah. We're different people with, with different voices. Guys, that, that's been brilliant chatting with you, and that's a great point to finish. And I love that Room 101 because, you know, as you know ourselves, you know, I know a lot of coaches and I've been involved in the coach education and just in life in general. And sometimes the, we all have, if we don't watch, when things don't go well, a tendency to say, oh, but I was trying to do that, or I was trying to, rather than just get it in that room and oh, it hasn't worked. So yeah, I think. What's that? My room's full. It's full. <laughs> Mine as well. Mine as well. And I think that's, I think it's just a great thing to finish with because, you know, the, I think the coach education and coaching's brilliant now and it's const constantly evolving. And, you know, there's a, I think both of you articulated the truth that sometimes what's the difference between theory and practice? In theory, there's no difference, isn't it? You know, you have to go out. And you think you have an idea and sometimes it doesn't work. And then you have the courage to say, ah, that doesn't work, but I'll try something else. So thanks very much for your time, guys. And uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, that's been a great conversation. And I look forward to seeing you both in person soon. Cheers. Pleasure, Donald. Thanks very much. Thank you.